Recovering Queen. The Queen Fan Podcast where we talk about and play the songs we love. With Jay, Matt, and Ian. Welcome to Recovering Queen, the Queen podcast where we take a famous or not so famous Queen song, do a cover version of the Queen song, and then talk about what we've learned about the methods and the madness of the greatest band of all time in the world ever, Queen. My name is Ian, and with me, as ever, are Matt and Jay. Good evening, gentlemen. Ah, Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Ian. And an extra bonus excitement tonight, for we have the doyen of the online community, the one that does more for the Queen Online folk than anyone else. It is an absolute delight to welcome on Recovering Queen at last, the one and only Sarah Chapman. Welcome to Recovering Queen. Hello, good evening. Thank you very much for inviting me. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Sorry, I didn't throw you off your uh, patter there, did I, Ian? (laughs) (laughs) No more more than usual. (laughs) Welcome, well, welcome indeed, Sarah. And maybe we can leave it to you to tell the listeners uh, which track we are talking about tonight and maybe why. Of course, yeah. So this evening we're doing Hammer to Fall off of The Works. Ah, oh, good, good phrasing um, there. Do you like that? Do you <laughs> yeah, like that? You did. You've got, I've, been got wor- I've been working on that one, yeah. Uh, and we're doing it. So so basically, yeah, I got a message off Ian asking me if I'd like to come on the pod and I'll be honest, I was so scared. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't know what to say, but obviously when you asked me which song, um, there was a few that I, that I chose. Um, One Vision, Save Me uh, and Hammer to Fall. And I just absolutely love Hammer to Fall. So uh, that that was the one I picked. So um, and I can't oh. wait to talk about it. The Brian May classic. Yes. Here we are. Brian May really uh, reining in the poppier side of the works and delivering as a, an absolute root one. A rocker, pulling out all his uh, memes and his tropes, the old A to D chord in abundance, possibly more than uh, (laughs) any other one we've got. uh, uh, Well, he he really does throw the works at us with uh, with Hammer to Fall, doesn't he? Well, wasn't it Freddie that said, let's give him the works? Um, Well, I so I grew up with um, the greatest hits, basically. Greatest hits, one and two. And so the works and greatest hits, one, are the two albums that I remember my parents had. I'm sure they had more, but those were the two sort of covers that I, like the, the, you know, the photographs that I remember, the album covers. Um, And I only really got into Queen when uh, I saw the news that Freddie had passed. And um, I saw him on the news and I was like, I I kind of vaguely know who that is. So I started looking through my parents' records, started playing Greatest Hits uh, and the works, and then Greatest Hits 2, and then obviously getting into the videos and Hammer to Fall. It just gets you straight away. As soon as it comes on, as soon as you see the video, you know, with Brian, just as soon as it starts, like this is a proper, proper rock song. And I just, I just love it. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, But what I will say is, um, I'm not, I've tried to learn guitar uh, a few times and I've just given up because it's just too hard. So I'm, so, and I've, I've, since I've been listening to your pod and other pods, it's kind of, I've had a bit of more of appreciation of like the, the, the breakdown of the songs. And obviously, so I'll be interested to see, you know, I've, I've listened to the cover and, you know, just 
basically how it comes about and the drums and the guitar and all that kind of stuff. So I think I appreciate songs more now when I realise how hard it is to put them together and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking forward yeah. to chatting about it, really. It's funny you should say the guitar thing because the guitar riff is almost the ultimate example of a guitar riff that's so simple and so likely to, to stumble, as a, even as a novel guitarist, to stumble across. It's almost like, how come no one ever wrote that riff before? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just so, it's, it's like, it's so preposterously, you know, simple. And I, and I think that that's the mark of a great guitar riff. It's a bit like Smoke on the Water and, and Stairway to Heaven and all those sort of things. It's like, they're easy enough for anyone to play so that they've got that one riff and then they'll repeat it and it becomes a meme and it becomes, you know, this thing that, that like it's the riff that someone will pull out to, you know, just to impress their girlfriend or whatever. So it's like, it's, it's that, I, I think it, it, it's exactly the same for me, by the way, Hammer, Hammer to Fall was when I was first starting to learn to play guitar. And it's probably the first song I actually learned the guitar solo from and really impressed people at school that I could actually play the guitar solo. <laughs> it was like one of those things of, oh my God, I can actually play like that, that solo. So yeah, it, it's, it does actually mean a load to me like that in terms of as a, as a guitar thing. It was, yeah, that was peak, peak Brian worship at this point. Yeah, before we get too much onto the solos, because there's, uh, there's an awful lot to go into with the solos. <laughs> yeah, the, the rhythm guitars, it is unbelievably simple yet effective when i when i was learning it i was kind of thinking is that it? it it's 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 like a big trick he's he's tricked us all these years has brian with this r remarkable simplicity of the of the main riff and then the rest of the song it, it's all relatively straightforward you know as, as queen go this is probably one of the simplest ones guitar solos aside because they they does get quite involved in that and that uh it took me uh, having a week off down in Devon uh, around Matt's learning the guitar solos a couple of summers ago before I could uh, before I could put those, those together. Um, but it is a, a really basic when it comes down to it, a really basic root one rock song. There's almost nothing remarkable about it apart from how effective and brilliant it is. <laughs> I can't really find why I like it so much on a clever elegant well, songwriting angle at all it's just so it just good. gets you going doesn't it sorry i think it just like say from the beginning it gets you up when it whatever i'm listening like whatever volume i'm listening to if, I, if that comes on i've got to turn it up even more and, and oh, just yeah. start just start like dancing or singing or whatever it just it just gets Ian, you going. what i was going to say was have you ever listened to the uh paul rogers version or the or any other version of it I haven't actually. No, I didn't. I did uh, do, do some research for this. I, I, it, it is a, a standard with the Queen and Adam Lambert tour. They played it absolutely loads, so it's it's you know still held in high regard. And I suspect had Queen uh, carried on, yeah. it would be still within the set. I don't think they would have ever left it. But no, I mean no, Brian I continued I it um, on 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 the uh, on his solo material or so, sorry tours before uh paul rogers joined and they became queen and so on but it's quite interesting because he does a really slowed down version of the the introduction and it only kicks in only kicks in in the middle eight and it is i'm not sure i kind of like it because i like paul rogers voice and then it kicks in and then it sort of gets exciting but it's it's 
it's I, I, the reason why I mention it is because if you listen to if you like it in any format or if you slow it down down a song or do it in a different you know in a different way do a different slant on it you can tell whether it's a good song or not. I'm not so sure. Like when I listen to it, I think yeah that's okay, but for me there's only going to be one version and that's the Live Aid version. Uh, Freddie, uh, you know, the power that yeah. he gets in that performance. Oh, gotcha. For me, there is no performance. There yeah. is no other performance. The, the album, even the album version, it, it doesn't stand anywhere, you know, near the, the, just the, yeah, it's just sheer power that they get on on that performance. Um but I think it's more a performance-based song where the rest of the band, the, the, the backing vocals are blistering and the guitars are great. It's just, yeah, it all clicks all together. But I don't, I don't know how good a song song it is in that, in that respect. I, I really agree with you on that one because I, I do recall hearing Brian's slowed down version of it where he plays it. I heard a Brian version of it. He must have done it on a solo tour or something. And um, it's too simple a song for it to work yeah. in any other format. I I felt that it's not quite the yeah, song yeah. that you could just do in any format. It really needs that rock, and and then yeah. it just absolutely delivers on that level, you know, as as well as probably anything else in the Queen Carl. I've got a question for Sarah. So, Sarah, it, it, how does it stack up to to some of the other Brian rockers that are from that period? If you if you stacked it up against Tear It Up, or or I guess what's the other? I suppose put out the fire. I guess is is the closest. Or and then what would be after that? I suppose. Give me the prize. Oh, one vision. It, it reminds me a little bit of one vision type thing. It, yeah, one vision. I think's in a different league. I, I think. So one, yeah, one vision is is another one that I would I would have loved to talk about as well because mm. I I love that song as well. But and tear it up is the the B side, isn't it? To, hammer to fall so so I'd, I'd recently got my record player so i started getting all the albums and then i just ventured into the singles <laughs> so it's been it's been an expensive uh, couple of years collecting all that but but yeah tear it up is amazing as well don't forget the 12 inches as well because i've uh, somewhere in my uh, in the depths of my vinyl collection i've got the uh, hammer to fall 12 inch with the headbangers oh, mix yeah <laughs> yeah i heard that on the it's on Amazon Music. It comes on the Works uh, Deluxe, oh, and it's it? like yeah, the, the yeah, beginning yeah. of it starts like the guitar solo, doesn't yeah. it? And then it kind of starts the actual song. And I was like, I was like, what is this? And then I realised what it was. It's been some time <laughs> since I've heard it, but I remember there was there was perhaps almost a drum soloy bit in it. Was there? Well, not a solo, but they just isolate the um, the middle section drums. That kind yeah. of thuddy dung dung bit for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, it was remix crazy, wasn't it? Back in the day of uh, in the in the eighties, where they were just trying to release everything as an extended super. Mix well, and, you'd uh, get you'd get mug fans like you and me, Ian, who would go out and buy every version of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> that, 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 that it was. I'm trying not to do that now. I'm like really trying not to go out and get all uh, sorts of different versions. Yeah, it's, yeah, because this was what was it? It was the it was the fourth single, wasn't it? And I think didn't they also do this one in various different covers as well? I think there's I think there's a few covers to collect with Hammer to Fall Seven Inch, one of which is now like super rare and super famous. Well, one of the things that that, I, I, that about the works is that it's the first album where I'm a Queen fan when it comes out. So, and I remember buying the I remember buying the singles first of all, and then the album comes out. And then there was one more single, and then there was Hammer to Fall as a single. And then being a little bit annoyed that the fact that you could, that the singles that I'd bought, you got the whole album. 
on those singles. And yeah. it's like, well, it's, it's like, it's, I, I've never known that ever to have happened before with any band where you could, you could have bought the whole album on just the singles that they'd released. Yeah. And by the time Hammer to Fall had come out, and, and at the time it was my favourite track on the works, and I remember being really disappointed tuning into Thursday's Top of the Pops only to find that it had gone in at number gone in at number 13 and that was the week of my birthday as well so it, it came out on my birthday september the 10th no yeah way. in fact i think you were better off just buying the singles yeah it was cheaper than the album go crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. if you just bought the album yeah. instead you wouldn't have got i go crazy which uh there's uh there's probably some discussion whether that should have been on the works in or, or i not. always think is was were queen annoyed because of, of the other thing of course is it didn't chart at all in america and you, and you can't help feeling that brian must have thought slightly in the back of his mind that going back with a nice hard rocker after the the cow pat that was hot space brian's words not mine was that that he was going to re he was going to rewin the the American audience back over with his sort of hard rock? Bearing in mind, like bands like Judas Priest, ACDC, all that were absolutely flying high in America at the time. So I wonder if he was a bit disappointed that it didn't chart at all. Well, fourth fourth single off the album as well, wasn't it? And it it, it they'd already set the almost set the standard with Radio Gaga and I Want to Break Free. So that was the style of the album. If, if it had been the first single, yeah. who knows? I think it's safe to say that he would have been with the, the standards that Queen set themselves. <laughs> yeah, I think it must have been a gutting. I, I think the works must have been slightly gutting for Queen to realise they just weren't a thing in America anymore. That must be the only thing that taints that album because it, yeah. it is pretty good, isn't it, as yeah, an album good. works? I was quite surprised that when I looked at the where it came in the charts, like number thirteen, because for me it's obviously it was on Greatest Hits two. It was Live Aid. Like I've grown up with it, so I just assume that it's a massive hit for them. But clearly, it's it wasn't you know as good as mm. the others. Presumably um, after the album came out, though, isn't it? So even though it's us hardcore fans were also buying all the different versions of it, the general public probably just took their foot off the gas. Whereas when Radio Gaga came out everyone was all over it like like literally everyone so i think it is that first could have been different had it been i'm sure brian put up a uh, healthy argument for for being the uh, the lead single off the works but, yeah uh, well i mean it must have been must have been high up there in their um, psyche or whatever because i mean how many songs did they did for live aid i mean considering the arsenal they've got to play i mean what what would they've had to drop to stick in you know each song if you know i mean obviously there's three that you're going to play <laughs> there's three you definitely know the holy trinity you're going to play but then there's a few songs up for grabs aren't there and and it's it's uh so yeah. it's obviously held in very high esteem by the band well the fact that they, the yeah. fact that it mm. makes it to live aid i mean like i mean that that is it, it's i actually think if live aid had happened any other time i don't think it quite would have got in there but it but it works so well doesn't it as a, as a track yeah album. i mean it's, it's iconic oh, yeah. i would say I mean, that's why I never even think of it as being off the works. As soon as I hear, you know, Hammer to Fall, it's, hey, 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 it's, it's like, it's Freddie and the cameraman. Yeah. It's, it's like, he does something, he's like doing a little dance <laughs> with him and he's, and he does this thing where he looks, he looks behind, doesn't he, at the cameraman. He does this with his thumb. As if, as if to he say, like that, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm having some fun with this guy. Who's this guy? Check this guy out. It's so, and there's a hundred thousand people there, but he has everyone in the palm of his hand, and then, and then I think he finishes off by 
by doing this. So he turns around and shows everyone his ass. I mean, it's like, Freddie, what are you doing? We love it. It's it's just so iconic. <laughs> So in keeping with the lyrics, I mean that's what it's all about. Isn't it? But the, I, I, I need to get I need to get onto the lyrics. So Sarah, what what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on the on the lyrics of 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 Hammer to Fall? Do you think do you think that Brian is really good at his social commentary, or do you sometimes think that maybe he's a little cringe? I'm setting you up a little bit. There. <laughs> I thought you might ask me about the lyrics because uh, I, I honestly I just listen to this like I, I I sing along but I don't I don't like analyze lyrics or anything mm. like that so I've, so I've been reading a lot about these ones and and doing a bit of research online um, and obviously people are saying it's about the Cold War and all that kind of stuff and Brian said it's about you know life and death and all that sort of stuff um, but um, you know th- all the songs that I like I didn't really you know, like I say, I'm, you know, I grew up with greatest hits and all that. And I'm just a kind of, you know, an average Queen fan. So I don't go mad for lyrics. I don't go mad for who wrote what. And I thought that it could have been Roger who wrote this, you know, because mm. some of his solo mm. stuff, he's kind of, I don't want to say preachy, but I'm going to say preachy, you know, that sort of thing <laughs> when we're talking about the Cold War. So mm. I thought, it, you know, it could have been Roger, but obviously it's not, it's Brian. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, and like I say, doing a lot of research, it's been interpreted, you know, quite a few sort of, sort of different ways, but um, obviously the, the lyric that, you know, that the mushroom cloud and all that kind of stuff, you know, is, is one of them that, you know, kind of for the time, you know, I was only what 85. So I was like two when Live Aid came out and, you know, so, but for him to, 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 to Queen to like sing that song, you know, in front of the world really at that time was quite, quite a big, big deal. I don't know if that's why it was chosen. I'm not sure. It was funny because actually I do remember at the time that, that one lyric, the mushroom, those who grew up tall and proud under the shadow of the mushroom cloud, I de- definitely resonated with me at that point and I think it probably everyone because I think we were we 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 were watching programs like threads and stuff like that on the television and and and, yeah. and we genuinely you know I'm I'm just about old enough to remember all that like the, the horror of of like all those programs like being actually genuinely really scary we, we actually had public service announcements of how to build a a, a shelter in the after a world after a nuclear attack it's like are you joking <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, imagine was, imagine yeah. how terrified we'd be now if we had that sort of thing we'd be just absolutely I wouldn't Matt I'd be like I'd be like yeah I know I've got a table stick it underneath the uh, <laughs> the stairs get some sand <laughs> sandbags sand from somewhere tuna. fine and just wait for a few years yeah wait 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 for the was it, was it 40 days yeah 40 days all clear for after the event so I did I did appreciate it and it was only it's only 2 years after that as well that Chernobyl happened and and I remember actually it was sort of feels to the same sort of era of walking around the playground when the Chernobyl cloud was actually coming over Britain and raining down um like nuclear rain and I actually I I have a memory of standing in the school playground rained with, on. with thinking about that song being rained on playing tennis with that song in my head with Brian Brian's lyrics resonating around my head yeah wow. definitely yeah, it is. It's it is those the mushroom cloud bit really uh, is very specific because if it if it wasn't for that, Brian's right. It, it can be about just life and death in in general. The, the mushroom cloud thing really really does 
tie it to that era of, you know, worldwide nuclear mutual destruction, isn't it? Mm. Um, but all the rest of the lyrics yeah. um, are, are, are yeah. nicely vague I mean, enough to, you know, to be about just the passage of life and you get old and you yeah. die and rich or poor or famous. Yeah, exactly it's all that. the same. I, I, I think there's something, the more and more I've been thinking about myself, the more and more I think there might be something wrong. Because I don't think, <laughs> I, I hear these lyrics and they, they just don't go in. They mean nothing to me at all. I, I never thought, and, and, I, and like Matt, you know, yes, I do remember threads and I do remember being scared about that, but I don't, I don't even really remember thinking, oh yeah, this song's about nuclear war or anything. I just, I think there's this, I go into a space that is mainly just nothingness <laughs> when lyrics come on. I mean, it's lovely. It's very tranquil. But we were talking about it the other day. Uh, well, last week, wasn't it, with the uh, Fat Bottom Girls? And I just don't... I, for me, if it's a nice couplet, I like Hammer to Fall. I think that sounds good. I don't know why, but Hammer to Fall <laughs> sounds great. And that's enough for me. Whatever it means, I'm sorted. It's, it's, it's yeah, mm. I, I'm not, I'd, I'd be interested to know if anyone else is out there that, that doesn't really... I'm with you, Jay. I, I, lyrics, like, I'm the same. I yeah, just sing, sing along, along too. Like, to we're all waiting for to die. You know, if, I get, if I get the words, yeah, exactly. If I get the words <laughs> yeah, right, brilliant, that's... you know. It's, uh, so, someone explained Misfire to me, you know, a few months ago, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, for John <laughs> yeah. Deacon as well. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, a bit like, yeah, someone did that with Sledgehammer the other day, and it was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, don't a, ruin another song. Yeah, Sledgehammer's a bit like Misfire in that sense. Oh, yeah, dear. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know what Misfire's about. <laughs> I'm blushing now, look. Oh, my God. <laughs> Going back uh, a little bit, but back to the, uh, um, away from the gloomy lyrics then, the, um, we, we, we go, into, go into the chorus, and it's one of Brian's uh, answer and call choruses. So we've got the boys there doing the You Don't Waste No Time At All. Really puts me in mind of um, Tie Your Mother Down as well, because that's very similar, where you've got the backing singers Ooh. They do either tie the mother down, tie your mother down bit, and then Freddie does a line. And it's um, it's obviously a technique that Brian kind of likes. This is a, a it's a brilliant example of it. I remember do, doing the cover version, and it it does give you that breathing space. So I don't know if that's that's kind of half in his mind when he's writing these things. It's like it gives you a a line off to to wind up for the, the delivery delivery of the next line. I, I think that Brian may have realised at that point that his simpler songs are better in some ways, that it, that the real trick to that kind of popular songwriting is to write something that's very simple but also effective so that you can have things like the Prophet song and all those It's Late and, and Brighton Rock and they're all super clever and they've got amazing melodies and they're super well constructed. So Brian's super capable of doing that kind of stuff and then... It's like he does tie your mother down. He can just knock it out, and it's like, but it works mm. supremely well, yeah. doesn't it? And and same with Fat Bottom Girls. Same with this. And I actually think it plays into Queen. I actually think that Sarah and Jay are not alone in the way that they listen to Queen songs. I actually think it is a Queen. It is it is the the type of person into Queen is the type of person that just listens to the overall thing and allows that song to affect them emotionally, regardless of lyrical content. The lyrics are just there as a kind of vehicle for the for Freddie's mm. voice as an yeah, instrument. I think, I think that's right. I mean, I, the only thing I would say is like, mm. well, no, it's exactly what you said. I would maybe grasp onto something emotionally if there was more, and maybe mm. in this song there isn't that much emotional content, but in something that where there is, I would definitely that would. 
oh yeah, I'm feeling like that too, sort of thing. So yeah, so I suppose the emotion for me is upbeat energy and yeah, yeah, good time, good times. Just waiting for the hammer to fall. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. I'm with you, Jay. On that. I think the only ones I kind of paid more attention to the lyrics was when Made in Heaven came out because I was around for that to be, you know, released. And obviously it, it, it's quite, you know, emotional album. But yeah, all the ones, you know, before that, I just, yeah, sing along and the rockier, the better. <laughs> I, I wonder if, if as well, because the, uh, the gloomy subject matter does kind of suit Brian's personality more. I'm not sure I would 100% believe him if the lyrics matched the energy of the song and he was talking about, like, you know, a Let Me Entertain You style lyric on this song where it's really upbeat and we're going to rock and we're going to, you know, lift the roof off the house tonight, everyone. Coming from Brian, I'm not sure I'd, I'd entirely hmm. believe it. Well, it him. works, doesn't it? So No. Yeah, yeah. But this, this, this does work. And we're also treated to, I class this as three guitar solos. Yeah. I, I think. I think that they're, they're, they're distinct enough. The techniques, the sound, the scales are all so different. So the first one where, where it kind of, it's got so many little grace notes in that, the really screamy um, guitar solo, that was, it, that took me so long to, 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 to learn how to play. And, and I still, I'm nowhere near how many little grace notes Brian's putting in. It reminded me of um, the technique of bagpipe playing almost, where they're always kind of half hitting notes before playing the actual note. And you kind of get this kind of, I don't know what you call it, it's almost trill before every note. And then we go into the syncopated, um, kind of the, the drum beat section. I think we mentioned this on the I'm In Love With My Car. Same scale as that, so not, not, not exactly the same note for note scale, but it's in the, in the same mode um, that, that you're playing. And then the third guitar solo is just the, the classic Brian May, beautiful flowing um, melodic solo, which just leads us back into the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da into it just... I mean, oh, does it get any better than that? Going back into the uh, um, the, the gloomy lyrics uh, straight yeah. back in. I think the timing of where that lyric is as well, because like you say, you got the, the guitar solo and the end of that, and then like the drums, and it kind of builds up to it, and it's you know it's inclusive as well. You know, for we who grew up, you know, tall and proud, yeah. it's like that verse kind of stands out. Yeah, and it brings it brings down the energy after all the frenetic guitar solos, yeah. and then and then we're back up, boom, with another chorus as well at the end there, and a fairly lengthy, um, fairly lengthy fade out. Well, not fade out. It uh, you get an extra couple of bonus um, da -da -da, da -da -da yeah. at, at the end there. I remember being surprised how long that went on for. It's been a while since I've listened to the single version, so I'm not sure. I think it's a like well. It's about 45 seconds or 30 seconds shorter than the album version. So I imagine, did, did we lose some of the guitar solo and, and maybe a couple of the, uh, the the rounds at the end? I'm not, I'm not sure how, how how they edited it. I should uh, maybe should have listened to that before. <laughs> but there, there, we, there we go. That's one for the listeners to answer. Which part of the uh, uh, song do they, do they mercilessly crop out? For the single go, edit. Go, 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 go to ask Matt. It'd be nice to know. That'd be interesting, yeah. Because I read that online uh, last week and I was like, to my untrained ears, I couldn't tell the difference, <laughs> to be honest, from the single and the album version. Yeah, oh my God, though. If you listen to the album version straight after listening to the live version, it is like, who's that? Is it Brian who's that little 
uh, was it a caterpillar in the magic roundabout? Yeah, it just feels <laughs> yeah, a lot slower. It's so doesn't it? slow. It's plod, plod, plod. I mean, it's re- normally really exciting, but yeah. if you listen to it, I, I don't know what the the different tempos are, but it's considerable. Oh, I, t- it's, I tell you what, the, the album version actually is surprisingly slow and actually what saves it is the insane vocal yeah. energy of Freddie Mercury. I mean, it's just uh, like the, the, the delivery is unbelievable on the album. That, I mean, that, yeah. that is like just one, just one incredible vocal. Uh, it, it's just ridiculous. I was, cause I, yeah, yeah, that was the one thing when I listened to it today, it was like, oh my God, it's, extraordinary, it's absolutely isn't it? ridiculous. It's, it's a masterclass. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, it's a masterclass. So yeah, it's a masterclass on how to make, yeah, how to drive, how how as a singer, you're not even the drummer, but you're driving yeah. the whole thing forward. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. anyone should listen to that and go, Christ, that's that is unbelievable. How you do that is amazing. Yeah, and the energy in the um, in the harmony choruses as well. The we don't waste yeah. no time at all. Those how they get that energy again, doing that same effect. I guess it possibly inspired by. Uh, Fred doing it as well uh, but that just I, I really struggle to get that same level of energy rather than getting the smooth yeah. backing vocals I mean we, kind of... we don't I mean we do yeah. talk about Freddie's vocals a lot and and mainly concentrating on the sort of uh, ability to him to move the notes around and get up high but that gravelly what what range is that was that alto or something I don't know that's it's it's that mid-range yeah. isn't it count 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 to tenor, tenor. it's no, no, maybe it's not that. So high, but yeah. goddamn powerful, and I, I mean that's what I think. That's at the root of uh, you know most of the Queen's songs, and I don't know. I mean, Paul Rogers, I thought did was doing quite a good version of that, but I don't know many singers who've got that power low down. Yeah, okay, when they go up high, but low down like that is I can't think of many. No, oh, it's all. Like, I mean, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's a tour de force of vocals in terms of yeah, always yeah. sounds powerful, doesn't it? It always sounds like he's blasting it out and it's only when you go and attempt yeah. to sing it yourself that you give, give yourself <laughs> a hernia it's, it, it's not that it's not that low so don't, let's not be exactly it seems like it's low yeah the, the, uh, like i said i think the most ridiculous for that is ogre battle i just couldn't believe how high that was when it sounds so low <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can see in the live versions can you how much effort and mm. the video as well like you know how much mm. effort he has to put in to get, get yeah. to those notes and I think he enjoyed smoking, didn't he? He actually liked smoking because that's what was getting that extra gravel in his vocal. I think he was pushing, he was pushing that element of his voice much more than anything else in the in those early '80s albums. Like if you listen to listen to the quality of his voice on News the World, it's really mm. soaring and smooth. And then by the time you get to uh, the works, it's like it's a proper gravelly rock voice, and it's like he's really gone mm. off in that direction. Which is surprising, mm. considering the music he's listening to. You know, you'd, th- you'd think he'd be he'd be going off into sort of a more yeah. discoy it's, thing. What came first? though? it's like no, the chicken or the egg with that one, isn't it? It's like if you are drinking and smoking mm. a lot, and your voice then just happens to be more gravelly, maybe you then gravitate towards those kind of uh, songs because they sound so cool. There is uh, a moment of deaky madness, uh, uh, magic in this as well. So we have our usual feature. Oh, How amazing. good is uh, deaky? We're we yet to come up with a jingle for it. Uh, but on the um, the oh no bit, oh no, which again, Roger, very very high. Mm. That was almost a passing out moment to try and hit that note. But the the, the bass notes there. If you uh, have a little listen, a close listen next time you hear that, hear what 
Deke's doing on those four notes, the da 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 on that bit. It's not quite what you're expecting. It took uh, took me by surprise when I uh, when I learned that. It seems to be otherworldly. What what he was thinking? Who who knows? Sounds brilliant. Sounds much better the way he did it than the way that any mere mortal would have done it. <laughs> but it's it's a, it's a beautiful bit. But apart from that, it's fair, fair, fairly root one. Uh, Route, route one. Uh, I guess. I, I yeah. Uh, he, he probably went through the whole song and thought, "I've I've got to do something good on this track because <laughs> it's like because it is yeah, like you said, it, it's pretty basic, isn't it, all the way through? But that but that's what that is what is required, isn't it, for that oh, yeah, type no, of song? Totally. It's what it what it is what it needs. I mean, he goes up up the octave plenty, and mm. uh, you know, there's a few little little things here and there. But no, it does. It needs to be firmly rooted at the uh, yeah. at the low end. And the the backing vocals are pretty good as well on the yeah. uh, the live versions that I heard. Um, they they it's just they yeah. know what they're doing, don't they? They just play the songs that really work for them, and and yeah, both Roger and Brian are just they sound they sound brilliant, absolutely, just bigger than they are, basically. Yeah, it's it's almost the perfect song made for Queen's yeah. live act at that moment, wasn't it? It's the the backing vocals are are weird for Queen in the fact that they do actually really strictly follow the chords. So that like the, so that the triad that Freddie, Roger, and Brian are singing is is the triad of the chord, which isn't mm. actually normally the case with a lot of the Queen stuff, which is why it gives those harmonies that extra kind of what the hell's going on kind of mm. feel to them. Yeah. But, but yeah, so they're very, like the whole the whole song is simple, root one songwriting. You know, it, it's, it's in structure, it's pretty simple. In harmonic structure, it's really simple. The mm. actual chords are simple. The harmonies are simple. It, but and I think that that has to be a deliberate choice, doesn't it? it, it Brian has to have gone right. We, we're making this as simple as possible. And I actually, do you know, after doing the loaded question, Sarah, early on, I think lyrically, <laughs> I think it, I think lyrically, it's actually pretty good. I think you could be really snooty about it and say, oh, lyrically, it's rubbish. But actually, <laughs> I think it's really good. <laughs> I think it's all right. I think it's good. Yeah, I mean that's the probably the. The most remarkable thing about this track is how unremarkably on paper it is. How unremarkable it is. You know, when you when you dissect it, it's like, oh right, th those are the chords. Well, that seems a bit bit of a rip off. That it's it's that simple and it's mm. relatively easy to play. You know, and it's, uh, it's a few twiddly bits here and there, but nothing anything like what Queen had done previously mm. or even even subsequently. Isn't that the magic of good songwriting? Yeah, I th yeah. I think I think I think, I think, it I think it is, it's like if you can write a good song that's simple, then that that that's actually harder some in some ways than a good song mm. that's complicated. And the uh, the video that went with it, I mean, we'd had the uh, remarkable three videos of Radio Gaga, It's Hard Life, and uh, I Want to Break Free. If I remember, it isn't it just them on stage yeah. miming? It's, it's yeah, David David Mamet is it, is it, thing, isn't is it? it any, yeah. Were there the fans was, there, invited? I, I mean, I, yeah, it's either a live performance. Maybe it was a live performance cut from Europe somewhere, I think. But I, I, I don't think it's very good. I mean, it, it's all right, but it's no great shakes. Had they, had they, had they blown, blown the budget at that point? Yeah. Apparently it's recorded uh, in Brussels. Yeah, there you go. That, but and it on, right. on the works tour. And I think, I do think, yeah, it's, it's clearly at this point, it's EMI's it's not really high on their priority list to do much no. with this single, is it? If the album's no. been out, they're on tour. It's like, let's just give the, let's give the tour a little bit of a push with this song and just keep that, you know, we're doing really well yeah. with this album. 
you know, because the album in in Britain anyway. But you know, this is this is at the point. I remember being a Queen fan at this point, and the rumours were sort of flying around that this was really kind of the end of the road for Queen, wasn't it? It was like that. It's only Live Aid that seemed to rejuvenate the, their their career. So the, mm. so it's yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's a, not it's that. It's fine, but then having said that, it is also a great advert for the tour. If you if you were around at that time and you were were thinking yeah. about going and seeing them and you saw it, you'd be like, oh, hang on, this band looked really amazing. I mean, it's just the perspective I'm thinking about it is like, you know, is is different yeah. from the the maybe the average punter or somebody thinking about going to see them uh, for the first time, I guess. Yeah, so I remember so watching the video on the was it the greatest flicks, is it the, the VHS? You got this, you got Hammer to Fall video where it looks like a live show, and then it's friends will be friends is straight after, which is kind of a similar yeah. video, isn't it? Yeah. Like as if it's a live one, so it's kind of. Yeah, just, I don't want to say lazy, but it's kind of like did they film? Did they film it? On yeah, you've got to be careful what you say, like, Sarah. You get yeah. you, you, you get ever such a lot of stick on here if if you don't say the right thing every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't do. Oh, well, God, I'm just just it. one last thing on the on the lyrics. So I, as I said, I don't really uh, go in for the lyrics that much, but I did see the line, "What the hell are we fighting for? Just surrender, and it won't hurt at all." And I thought that was quite an oversimplification of uh, potential warfare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you tell yeah, that to the people in my head. But again, that, that's nice. That, that's vague enough that it could mean just surrender yourself. Surrender. Yeah, it's about yeah. death. Remember, Jay. It's not. It's not. It's, but uh, but you say that. I mean, the hammer and the sickle of of the mm. Russian flag. Surely, there's a reference yeah, yeah. to hammer to fall in that. And it, the, he has definitely interwoven nuclear war and, and the threat of the of, of the cold war in there he, he can't possibly deny that he can't that's not accident is it no can't be it can't be accident can't be. but no. but there's some i actually think yeah there's some that's not just the only lyric is there there's some, the, the one that i've always struggled with its meaning is uh uh lift your face the western way build your muscles as your body decays it's an yeah. it's a curious lyric isn't it that one yeah, it might yeah. be the best lyric in the song, but it, or it could be the worst. I can't, I can't quite. We should give that to the readers. Is it the best or the worst? And what, what does it mean? That just leaves us with one more important thing to talk about, and that oh. is the scores on the hammers to falls doors. <laughs> so, out of ten, with the taking into account the entire Queen catalogue. And only so the all, Queen catalogue. The only Queen catalogue, nothing else within the context of the Queen catalogue where your favourite Queen cat song gets 10 and your least favourite Queen song, which can still be good, gets one. What are we going to give it? So who's going to go first? I think Jay. What are you giving? How to fall? Uh, well, I'm not going to beat about the bush because uh, I think my audio recorder is about, <laughs> about to fail. Uh, so it's an it's it's an eight for me. It's a great track. Like if it was on the Live Aid performance, it'd be ten every 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 hour of every day because I absolutely love that. Uh, but mm. yeah, as a track on on the works, eight. It's an eight, Matthew. Where are you headed with oh, Hamilton? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Um, <sighs> that score surprised me slightly as well. Really, it didn't surprise me, but uh, I think I'm going to go with a nine. I, I just, yes. I, I think it's, I think it's, I, I can't, I can't betray, I can't betray sixteen-year-old Matt, and uh, who loved this song, un, like, like, like it was 
a, a return to football. You know, the Queen hadn't let me down. They'd re- released, it was the first album that they'd released while I was a Queen fan. And that was one of the songs where I could turn around to my brother and say, see, they're still a rock band. <laughs> that was it. So yeah, yeah nine. For me, this this is it's a nine for me. It's so close to getting a ten, um, but but the heads the heart says yes, but the head says no. It's not <laughs> it's not quite it's not quite there. It's it's brilliant in in every way, but there's something that if it if I had to say, you know, is it is it as good as it's late? It's it's not it's not up there with with that. But is it brilliant? Oh my god, it's brilliant! It's a it's an unbelievably strong nine, which I'm already feeling a little bit guilty about. So you should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> can't believe it. I can't believe it. So Sarah, what would you like to award? How much? Well, I don't, I don't think you it's be, uh, If you gave it a fourteen, a you can wipe out. You can wipe out. <laughs> can I give it a fourteen? I'm afraid. Um, not. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a nailed on ten, like hundred percent number ten. Uh, but it's you know, it's my it's my heart leading my head probably. It's uh, but it's. You know, if, if I have to list my uh, top 10 Queen songs, which we do quite a lot, in the, yeah. <laughs> we, we like our lists. Yeah. Actually, for the, for, the, for the benefit of the listeners, what where what would a other, few other 10s be for you and, and Queen? Uh, so it would be uh, Somebody to Love, 39. Obviously. Uh, no One But You, um, Time of the Downs actually up there in my top yeah. 10. Uh, one Vision. Uh, yeah. Let me live as well. Let me live up there. So you like that? You so you so, are a bright. You're a bit of a Brian fan then. Well, um, well, like I said before, that I don't really pay attention. Yeah, to so I think, more, but but you're right. Yeah, probably it would work out. You know that that way. Um, but yeah, I just I just go with you know what what makes me want you know sing and dance and what the melody is really. But yeah, I probably if I listed them all, it probably would turn out like that. Very high scoring song and 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 well deserved as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's an, uh, that probably average out at, at twenty seven, doesn't it? Which which does yeah, put it pretty uh, pretty high. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is Brian Brian May at, at uh, it is very very best and Queen at the very very best as Jay says, particularly when it's performed live. Absolute killer live track. Well, I can't thank you enough, Sarah, for coming on the show and talking to us and for everything that you do for the online Queen community. It wouldn't be half as much fun or as <laughs> half, as, half as inclusive if, if it wasn't for everything that uh, you do on the Queen Pod group. And, uh, Not half as expensive, on... probably. <laughs> we all egg each other on. With what oh, we're my God. But no, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And I'm looking forward to June, you know, to meeting up with a lot of people with the tour. And I'm hoping that they do mm. Hammer to Fall live because I saw... Queen and Ada Lambert in 2015, but they didn't. They didn't do it. Then. I think there's a good chance. I mean, so, so I would. I would love it if they did. Yeah, they did it in 2017, I think, and I'm, I hope. I think they've done it recently. So yeah, 100, 129 performances so far they've done. So I think you've got a fair. Uh, yeah, how many, how many dates are you? Are you going to more than one date or? So I'm going to two. Yeah, uh, 17th of June and the 21st of June. How was it? Yeah. They're both about both London. Both London, yeah. Yeah. Both I've got London. a got a long weekend in London. I'm taking my son as well to uh to his first yeah. Queen and Adam Lambert Whoa, gig. So. Young. Yeah, I wow. know, yeah. So all, I... down, all, all downhill from then. Oh, <laughs> well, he, he thinks he's growing up in the eighties because all he listens to is Queen and eighties music. That's about it. So <laughs> everyone at my college, like all the kids, are there sort of 19, 20, 21. And they're, they're these are music college kids. They all go to the same gigs that I was going to 
It's so weird. Like all the bands that they go and see are the bands that Ian and I and Jay saw when we were at college. It's just weird. So I, it's it's almost like yeah, there's there's it's there's nothing's happened. We're all coming back round, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, so when all I was at around. school, everyone, all all my friends went to see like the Stereophonics and uh, the Manics and all them, and then some of them were like like Boyzone and take mm. that, and I was just like Queen, Queen, Queen. That was it. And then I went into the Bee Gees as well. They're, they're my other like favorite wow. favorite band. So. Yeah, I'm always like a bit behind the times. <laughs> but obviously, like <laughs> Queen's come back round now, so it's great. And uh, since the movie, obviously, it's um, the more popular now, so it's great. Oh yeah, their, their profile—they're just everywhere, aren't they? It's yeah. Great. A queen's profile always is high though it's it's just like you, you like before the movie there's the stage play and before the stage play there was you know it's just it's just never mm. ends does it and it, it's like they, do you mean the musical matt when you said stage play <laughs> yeah i didn't mean musical i didn't mean to i get confused jay I've got, I've got, I've got COVID. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Yeah. So you should have warned the listeners to to mask up before listening to this. Yeah. We will have to put something out on Twitter because it does seem to it does seem to get transmitted by uh, via the, the the power of uh, the internet. Yeah, Jay gave it to us. So Sarah, if you come down with COVID, we're really well, sorry. I've got something. It's not. It's not COVID. I'm bunged up. But yeah, if I test tomorrow and I've got it, yeah, then I'm blaming you. And, and, and then and then we'll know. So uh, yeah, stay safe, yeah. listeners. Do do look after yourself, particularly if listening to our podcast. It seems. Just, well, well, thank you so much for inviting me on. I've never yeah. done anything like this before. So no, no, thank you. I no, appreciate it, and and thank you for what you do because you know it's um from this and the Queen Pod. Uh, like I say, I just used to listen to the music sing along mm. and now I try and you know appreciate the production of the albums the song listen to you know like listen to John Deacon try and pick up the bass and the drums and the guitar and how it's all put together so definitely a new appreciation of you know all of the Queen songs so yeah, thank there's, you there's, there's so there's so much to hear even after X years of uh, of, of listening oh, to oh, it no. you know we're yeah. still we're still learning learning so much and uh, you know the, the communities as well people uh, pointing out some of our misrememberings <laughs> as well so even even we're, uh, we're 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 learning as we go along uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm stood by. I'm stood by for. I've probably said something wrong, but um, but obviously you all you all play instruments as well, don't you? So, you know, well, I, I don't like. I say I've tried to play guitar, but I'm useless. So I think if you play music, then you'll have a different kind of perspective on yeah. how the song's put together. So for someone like me, who literally has got no clue about. I just like what I like. I like about five bands in the entire world. That that's it. <laughs> so it's kind of like my music knowledge is not you know wide, but um, listening to to you to you guys like every week, yeah. it's it's brilliant. So thank you. Lovely to meet you, Sarah. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank yeah. yeah lovely yeah. to meet you. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. And so here is Ian's version of Hammer to Fall.
Just got time to say a prayer